is this really what I believe? Is this really actually believed to be the truth? Is this how I feel and everything that comes across my mind? And if you don't have that conversation with yourself, are you really finding that spiritual faith that you're choosing to put it, everything into? You know, if you just choose to pick an apple from somebody else's tree, aren't you then in debt in a way instead of actually being in your own spiritual path? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Successful Solutions, where we show productive individuals how to make action their greatest habit. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. He describes himself as a chaos witch, and you're going to hear some diverse viewpoints on religion, life, and how we can, as you heard, be in debt when we blindly follow a path set up by someone else's beliefs. Personally, I find this episode to be a great one to listen to because it gives you a very different viewpoint from a normal one or one that you may have in your life, and you can walk away with a different viewpoint that you've never had before. At the end of the day, when you are sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, did I learn anything today? Did I take some new information in? Did I improve my life in some way? Then this is the episode you're going to want to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) because you're going to listen to Zach and you're going to say, oh my gosh, what did he just say? I say mic drop like a few times. So enjoy that. (laughs) And to fill you in, the first part of this episode is Zach opening a present that as a collective group at work, we got for him and you're going to hear his reaction in the first part of this episode. So you know, enjoy your day, have fun listening to this, and make it a great one, guys. You're important. Keep being who you are. I value you as a person for listening to this, so please enjoy it, and have a great rest of your day, guys. You're doing awesome. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right, cheers. Cool. Well, do you have the present? I do. I do. I've been waiting for this moment. In anticipation. Listen, I gotta find something sharp. Oh my gosh, hold on. <laughs> I was not prepared. That's okay. I specifically taped it down so there wouldn't be, even if there was temptation, to be like, I can't. Uh. No, listen, you did really good because you, without even knowing me, you knew that I was a peeker because I have wanted to peek this entire week. Kind of hoping that my cats open it somehow and I would just get to look in. Okay. I am so glad. <laughs> I got the little tin first, and I know exactly what this is. I, when Alexa got one and I didn't, Ian, I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, man, you even told me about the tincture. We talked about it, and you didn't even give me one? Come on. I was hurt. That's I was, awesome. I was definitely waiting for that one. <laughs> I was Thank like, you. I'm going to do it at a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. I really You're welcome. That. Huh? Oh my gosh, this Naruto shirt's awesome. Yes. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> that is dope. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the moment I saw that, I was like, that's Zach's shirt. That's perfect. No, that seriously is too. That is so wonderful. That is awesome. Thank you so much. You did not have to do that. Yeah, it was, That it is was, so cool. It was actually a, a cool effort because it was uh, Fido chipped in for it, Dave chipped in for it, Alexa chipped in for it, so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like a group present. You guys did not have to do that. I'll have to tell everybody thank you. Yeah, man, oh my gosh. I'm, wow. Hard touched, okay? <laughs> Listen, I gotta try this. Alexa has been raving about how great it is for her lips. 
So I'm literally oh, so good. excited right now. Thank you again so much. I really <laughs> do appreciate this. You're welcome. Oh, 100%. That's why I was like so heartbroken. I was like, what the heck? Alexa gets some and I don't. I even talked about this and I was like, oh my God. This isn't fair. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? Low-key had jealousy monster on riding my shoulder on that one. Well, cool, man. I'm stoked. I'm so stoked you got that shirt. Yeah, thank you again so much. That's, that is so cool. I can't wait to wear it to work now. Awesome. Sweet, man. So could you describe to me what you would, in a sense, call yourself? Like, do you, do you say you're pagan or under a certain branch of, like, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, I've always kind of used the biggest term as I'm just spiritual. That's kind of my big umbrella term that I use most probably simplest answer for a lot of people. But to be a little bit more precise, I would say that I probably more identify as a chaos witch with strong pagan tendencies. Pagan meaning actually does mean you just don't follow a mainstream religion or what's considered to be a main world religion. With the chaos witch, what that typically means is that I actually pull from different sects of witchcraft, different ideals from each one. Okay. I actually had a another question based off of that because I've never seen a pagan church or or anything like that. Do they exist? Are there certain places where they are located or not at all? In the olden days, there definitely would have been, um, you would have seen things like temples, you know, like now modern day churches, they typically will identify on what's called a non, non-denominational. There are actually a few around here. I haven't actually partnered with any of them quite yet. I hope to one day maybe reach out and get a part of the community. I have actually been a solitary practitioner for the 16 years that I've been practicing. I do have one person that actually does study underneath me and follows kind of the same path that I do. It's kind of nice to be able to bounce those ideas off of each other and how we feel about the universe and how spirit actually works and how we interact with our different forms of magic and how we experience, you know, our versions of reality. I definitely like how you're approaching it. You you had mentioned the word like a chaos witch. Could you just elaborate a little bit more on absolutely basically means that we believe that multiple paths have part of the answer. And what I mean by that is I believe that there are certain truths in Christianity. There are certain truths from the Greek gods. And all of these different forms together tell a complete story. That is what a chaos witch kind of will do. They see a pattern or different tools from different parts and different religions that they like to pull together and form what they see as their path. Nice. I like that. It's as though you have this collection of tools to pick from and you're choosing the one that'll best fit for the circumstance you're in so you're always wanting to make the best decision possible in a way exactly yeah so it allows you to pull these different ideas together to form exactly what you want in your spiritual path nice nice has that helped you out in certain ways when coming into certain situations or things that you've come across Oh, absolutely. You know, I, for a long time, struggled with the ideas on meditation. You know, I couldn't get myself to calm my mind, to allow myself to take that breath and, and to relax and kind of 
slow down for a minute. And then I studied Buddhist ideas for a while, learned different practices that they used for meditation, learned different ideas that they held sacred that allowed me to bring those ideas into my very practice and allow me to actually calm down and breathe and allow myself to find that meditative state. So using the different tools, like I said, it, it just, it, it incorporates so many different things and allows me to go even further into a mental state that I've never been before and knock different spiritual bridges down. Wow. That sounds powerful. It is. It, it really is. And, you know, if you never meditated before, like actually meditated, sit and just allow yourself to empty everything out and just see what falls in. I highly recommend it. It's something that I believe everyone should do. It allows you to really see yourself for who you truly are. That's cool. <laughs> I can definitely respect the way you're going about doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important, especially to find inner peace for yourself. I can agree with that for sure. What um, would you say would be a simple history behind your religion or belief or what would basically like, how did it come into existence in a way? So the modern idea of witchcraft and, and Wicca came about, I would say in the late 80s is when it really started to become prevalent again. During most of the centuries before that, it was kind of an underground religion. With that, you know, we kind of took a step out in the 80s with Gardner publishing some of the main books and a few others out there that really kind of took witchcraft and, and started putting it into a new light of understanding. For many years, you know, witches were persecuted as devil worshipers or Satanist, um, whatever term you would like to use. And we were just persecuted on the wrong ideals. Um, actually, a lot of the Christian and Catholic holidays are based out of pagan holidays. Um, you know, it was a time that we would all get together, celebrate and, and give thanks. And during the, when the Christian uprising started to happen, the priests would see this, what was going on and, and want to bring people into the church as well to celebrate. So things like Christmas came around where we actually don't know Jesus's actual birthday, but we decided to do it on the 25th of December. It's something that's definitely been around for a very long time. And I, I, I do feel that it is a very old religion, but the way that we worship is new and the way that we celebrate and the ideas that we celebrate are newer than what the old religion is. So our history is kind of murky when it comes down to it because of that reason. We have lost part of our history. We have lost part of our worship. But I think that that just ended up making it stronger in a way because we refound our connection. We refound our beliefs. We refound all the evidence that we lost before. That's cool. I like that you have that viewpoint because I feel like some people at times just want to be so certain in their ways that they're almost not open to being able to perceive like, oh, well, maybe it could have been that way or maybe this way and this is the only way. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people nowadays actually just, let's say, for example, you grow up in a Catholic household, your family believes who you're raised to believe it. You think that, you know, oh, this has to be the only path. A lot of times people will put their heads down and, and forget to have that inner talk with them and say, hey, is this really what I believe? Is this really actually believed to be the truth? Is this how I feel and everything that comes across my mind? And if you don't have that conversation with yourself, are you really finding that spiritual faith 
that you're choosing to put it, everything into. You know, if you just choose to pick an apple from somebody else's tree, aren't you then in debt in a way instead of actually being in your own spiritual path? And by in debt, do you mean faltering on the ways of what you're actually viewing because you're just taking someone else's thought processes or? Exactly. Yeah. Instead of challenging what you find your norm or challenging your own beliefs, you're staying in debt to the karmic cycle and staying in debt to the negativity if it's not fulfilling you in the way that it needs to fulfill you. Because let me tell you, when you find an actual spiritual path and you find that connection, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's like describing a color that you've never seen before. I believe a lot of people would say that even people from the Christian faith, I believe a priest would say a very similar thing that it's, it's truly a beautiful sight and a beautiful feeling to feel that connection. I feel bad for the people that stay in that debt, so to speak, like I say, because you're never going to feel that freedom of being out of that debt. Right. And I can see that other people who go into certain faiths and religions where they're not really actively choosing or deciding it's maybe their friends or their family are part of it. And in that religious viewpoint, their family is supposed to accept it. And then by default, they, they have to accept it or else they're in the wrong. And it becomes a really tricky situation at that point, because maybe that person never wanted that path to begin with, but now they're being thrust into it. And now it's this personal battle between do I do what I think is right? Or do I get condemned in some way because I'm going up against this now, this group, no longer just mom and dad or, or brother and sister or my friends, you know? So it becomes this conflict of almost interest in a way. Exactly. How do, how do I choose the right path for myself? And yeah, sometimes the the right path isn't always the easiest one. <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. And I mean, think about it this way. Life's not easy, you know, and your spiritual path's not going to be easy too. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it goes to say, you know, for example, in witchcraft, there's, there's what we call shadow work, uh-huh. it, which is it really the work and development of healing your scars, you know, healing the emotional damage that you might have suppressed or unpacking that way you grow up or whatever case may have you, you know, for example, for me, you know, growing up with a father who was a little bit more emotionally intense to put it in a a sensitive way than he probably needed to be, you know, and having to be aware of my emotions at a a very young age, Hmm. you know, to grow up in that environment and and to experience that, you know, has given me gifts to this day that now uh, I'm thankful for. Part of my ability is that I'm an empath. That, you know, I sense other people's emotions. I fully believe that I have learned and developed that ability because of being raised in that household. You know, I've, I've grown to be okay with that and, and, and have healed that scar. Wow. That's powerful, man. Congratulations on being able to overcome that type of situation it's part of the reason why i'm so thankful for finding my path Mm. and if i recall correctly you ran across it initially because a family member or relative had a book on (laughs) the subject yes i don't know what in the world it was doing at my grandma's basement let me tell you (laughs) because my grandma (laughs) is 
sweet old Christian Southern woman, just, you know, family dinner every Sunday kind of thing. It definitely was one of my aunt's books that was hidden down in the basement. And I just happened to find it one day, have not looked back since. It's actually funny. If I were to find that book, I wish I still had it. It probably would be so incorrect to this day because a lot of those ideas now we don't even consider it to be the exact same idea. Funny enough, dancing naked out in the woods. You know, we don't, not a lot of witches do that anymore. We wear cloaks, we're good. Or, you know, we don't do crazy stuff as much as that. It, you know, just as kind of a funny example of what ideas used to be out there about what witches did and how we, you know, celebrated our religion. I can see. <laughs> uh, that is funny how. That would come about. Who's going to go dancing out naked in the woods? I mean, that's just, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Like, not not right now. Nobody ever did that. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Let's get this together. Like, yeah, I like your lightheartedness about it. <laughs> yeah, you looking back on some of the ideas that were taught originally, just it, it, make, it makes you laugh, you know, and you, uh-huh. you have to appreciate where things come from. And one thing that I love is that, it, you know, we don't have a set manual on exactly what you have to do. You know, different things vary from different people and different ideas. And, and that's what I love about it. It's so fluid because when you get to meet other people that are like you and, and share some of the similar ideas or see connecting ideas, you know, for example, I was listening to a podcast the other day and I remember them coming across an idea that I had had two, three weeks prior. And I was like, that's really cool to hear somebody else say that, you know, hey, they thought the same thing. It's really cool just to have that connection when it does happen and see when, you know, somebody 2000 miles away has the same idea that you have just randomly on a podcast. That's neat that is able to connect in that way. Absolutely. And that's one of the beautiful things about it. Nice, man. We've been kind of getting on to this topic and I'm curious as well, are there common misunderstandings or myths that are believed that aren't necessarily true. The biggest one and the one that's always thrown in our faces quite a bit is, you know, devil worship, which is actually completely opposite from the truth. We actually don't believe in any way, shape, or form in any idea of a devil. Um, In fact, a lot of the blame from that came from the god Pan had horns and was half goat on the bottom half. And when you think about the Christian ideal that has been taught for the idea of Satan, a lot of the similar imagery is going to come across with that idea. If you survive drowning in the lake, you're a witch. That makes a lot of sense as you're going to ta- you know, put stones on my feet and throw me in first. You know, that idea is just absurd to us because we believe that every life is sacred. Everything on this planet has a spirit attached to it. The earth is sacred. It's our home. It was given to us as a beautiful, beautiful retreat and destination that is is meant to be sacred and worship. That all being said, back to the original question, there's so many different stereotypes I could step on. All witches have black cats. We wear black robes, dance naked in the woods. All that stuff, it's just blatantly ridiculous. We're all, we're all just normal people that want to find a higher connection and want to worship in our own sacred ways. You know, we believe in what's called the threefold law, that what you put out into the world comes back to you three times. If I were to do something like harm another or hurt another, that energy comes back to me threefold. I don't want that energy. I don't need it. A lot of my peers are going to agree with that same idea. We don't believe in, in, in harming anyone and we don't want to harm this planet any further than we do. 
like I said, it's hard with those stipulations because there's so many that I could just be like, oh, let me stomp on this one today. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm sure there are many false things out there that are misleading and many different things that when people just aren't educated correctly, they start not knowing and start believing. And then they get told one thing by somebody else that they might have a bad reference from and then comes the general spiral. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's common knowledge now that they're extremists in every group, you know, there's always a bad egg or whatever the case may be. So mm. those bag, bad eggs should not speak for the rest of us. No, I agree with you there. And I am curious. So the rule of three, and it comes to not harming other people. What is your thought on harming someone for the benefit of them not harming? Like, let's say you do have one of these people that's just crazy and they're doing bad things and they're harming many other people. What is your thought if you have someone who's doing those things and then you stop them so that they don't create any more harm? Is that, does that kind of follow the rule of three or is that not relative or what are you, what are you thinking? So, um, my get my immediate thought would be what's, what's called a binding spell. Um, that's like the immediate go-to. Those are actually what's considered white magic. So those aren't considered to be in any way dark, um, depending of course on the person's intention. We haven't really got on it too much yet, but the, the whole thing behind magic is your intention, you know, and what you're, what you're putting your energy stamp on and how you're applying it. You know, if you think of it in terms of it's the science behind using your energy to manifest what you want in your reality. And so with that being said, a binding spell and how it works, for example, Ian, I decided that I was going to put a bind on you. I would have maybe a small picture of you in some ribbon. With that, I would bind it around and wrap it around three, four times, however many, whatever case, how, depending on what I was doing. And what the intention behind the spell for me would be to bind you from doing harm against yourself and others. So in that way, I'm thinking of it as I'm helping you by not letting you hurt yourself or others. I'm binding you against, I'm helping to push that white energy onto you to protect you and keep you safe. It would come back in the same way with that same ideal of trying to keep me safe and returning that same energy of protection three times. I see. That's a pretty well thought out viewpoint. You're very aware that this energy is going to come back to you. So it's, you're pushing something out in such a way that what will return will be good. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you don't push out good intention, you're not going to get that good back. Uh, I see. And that's like the overall arching viewpoint is basically the intentions you're sending out the, the, the energy that you're releasing into the environment, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the same concept of, of a prayer, you know, when you pray um, in the Christian faith, let's say, for example, you're, you're, you're praying for good health. You know, you, you recently came down with a cold, bad cold and you pray for good health. So the same idea for prayer is used in witchcraft you know it, one of the the main lines that i remember from that book that i found in my grandma's basement was that prayer and magic are the same idea it's just instead we're using a magnifying glass and we're going we're going to cause it to funnel down exactly to what we want nice that's really cool that you're able to do that <laughs> it takes a lot of practice i i will not lie it it is a very 
long process to really become a student just to learn how to do everything properly. You know, I'm sure it's very easy to do it incorrectly as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. And I I can tell you as when I back, you know, 16 years ago, I did it all incorrectly. (laughs) It's one of those things that it takes time. It takes practice. It takes energy. I can imagine. I don't know enough about it, but with the way you're describing it, it's wow, you know, it's really sound. You're learning a skill set all by itself. In a way, and I, I do believe that it is sacred to me. The Anytime I do a reading, you know, I did one for a friend the other day, and it brings such joy, a wonderful experience that I get to help people with these gifts. It sounds like you have a lot of good intentions behind it. Have you had a specific success story? Or something that happened during one of your readings that you really look back upon, you're like, wow, you know, that was, I was spot on, or that person really (laughs) had some good things happen to them after that. The first one that comes to mind actually was my first ever professional reading. And I love telling the story because it never gets old to this day. So it gives me goosebumps. It was this guy I basically met on the internet and decided, you know, hey, he wanted a reading and we went and met at his condo was an interesting experience because when I was driving there, I remember getting this, this image, two images in my head. And it, it was the strangest thing because it was like clear as day. I got a picture of a rose bush and then a house with four white pillars in it. And to this day, it's, the images are still burned into my mind. I get there and it's, he lives in a condo. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, what, what was this house about? And this rose bushes? Like, I thought maybe it was his home that I was, you know, kind of seeing in my head ahead of time because I was nervous. Then we get into the reading. You know, I start pulling cards. The rose bush pops up in my head again. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, I'm not obsessed with roses. Like, what is going on? I bring it up and I say, you know what? I'm sorry if this doesn't resonate in any way. Maybe I'm just hungry. Or Do you know something or have a connection to a house with four white pillars on it, like an old Southern plantation home and, and rose bushes being out front, like a ton of roses, specifically a blue rose. He looks at me and goes, my dad lived in a house with four white pillars on it in the front. He was a rose gardener who had roses and he's no longer with us. The moment that he said that, my whole body just instantly, I knew exactly what I had to say. It was just a, a bone chilling experience. And I, I, can, I can feel myself getting excited in my voice, like just talking about it because it was such a way to be verified in a way. You know, I had no idea what this was about. And, and all of a sudden I have a huge connection to this client and and instantly everything just started pouring out. It was, it was so beautiful and actually absolutely fantastic. That is so cool. That it is my favorite experience ever that I've ever had. Wow. And that was your first one, you said? Yeah, very first ever paid reading. Hey, everyone. Hope you are enjoying this episode. I loved making this particular episode. It was a lot of fun. It always brought a smile to my face, and I'm glad that I was able to make it and have Zach on here. In addition to this, not including or having anything to do with this particular episode, I wanted to reach out to you and say that if I've experienced a lot of emotional difficulties in my life, I lost my father at a younger age, and I've always had anxiety, depression, and stress that went on because of that and because of other things too. So if you've ever experienced 
stress, depression, or anxiety, or the loss of a loved one, kind of like I have, I'm sure you have your own experience with it as well, then please reach out to me. I have found something that really works. It's mentioned in episode two and three with Taylor Mack and I, and if I had the opportunity to help you out with it as well, it would mean the world to me. It would really mean the world to me if I could talk with you and be able to help you out through you, your own thing that you have going on. I actually just talked with a gentleman that listened to an episode with Taylor Mack in it, and we started talking, and then I was able to help him, and you know, it just made the biggest difference in the world to me that I can talk with people about this. So guys, if you could please reach out to me, that would be fantastic over at 720-422-0539. Again, just text me at 720-422-0539. And I would love to help you. That's actually my personal phone. So (laughs) take advantage of it, reach out to me, and I'll look forward to talking with you. All right. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Cheers. There, there's times where you go to certain places, specifically abandoned buildings, and it just has this like negative, sometimes negative energy to it. Absolutely, and and I think that every part of this world has energy attached to it. You know, whether it's from a building itself to the tree that's growing out in your front yard, doesn't matter. Everything has its own spirit in its own way. You know, people joke all the time. I, I treat my car like it's a person. That thing, let me tell you, has not had any issues. And it's because I call her Sophie (laughs) and I treat her right. Like, that's what matters. Another mic drop. (laughs) Right? Like I said, I apologize for all, like, you know, it it is kind of brass of me to be, like, spewing all these ideas. But it's really just meant to challenge people's ideas and, and how they think about the world. If you completely disagree with me, good for you. I'm glad you do because I want you to. I want you to find your path and your idea i like that letting people choose the way they want to go and explore life yeah i mean that's that's your decisions influence everything about your world yeah i've often thought about that the the first thing is the thought and the concept turns into actions turns into essentially results that happen good or bad exactly like even with that same concept let's just say you said instead intention you know everything that you put intention behind manifests what you desire So it's the same principle, just in a scale that we can't necessarily see yet. But just because we can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Chaos. (laughs) Right. Chaos, right? (laughs) That's why we get our name, Chaos Witch. (laughs) We're just pulling from everything. (laughs) No, it's cool, man. I can respect it. I like your viewpoints and I like how you're explaining this. You've, You've done a great job. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's, I, I hope that, you know, it's not, too radical some of the ideas but i hope also did like i said challenge some of your viewers and maybe their ideas and they're welcome to have their own opinions just like we are (laughs) it's true free to think the way you want right exactly as long as you're thinking that's all that matters and uh zach is there a place people would like to do you want people to reach out to you or are you open to having people Absolutely. Um, I feel free. I know if anyone is interested in becoming a witch themselves or learning more about the topic, are great many resources out there nowadays. I would highly, highly recommend starting with Buckland's book, The Big Blue. It's a great starting point to get really some ideas and principles about the fundamentals of the witchcraft faith. 
highly recommended. I actually am listening to it again on Audible book. I have actually read it physically and now I'm listening to it via Audible. And if anyone likes to talk to me directly or learn any of my deals, feel free to email me at odinsbjorn at gmail.com. That is O-D-E-N-S-B-J-O-R-N at gmail.com. I am open to any kind of communication and love to have any kind of hate mail or good mail, preferably the good kind. Thank you. Got sent to me in any way, shape or form. And I love talking about ideas. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Cool, man. This has been great. I really like this experience and hearing what you have to say and what you've shared here today. I feel like a lot of people could get value from it just from the simple idea if it's just changing their viewpoints a little bit or deciding to find their own sense of meditation. Good, good talk. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I'm super thankful that you even asked. I was like, so taken back when you asked me, it was so great. And I'm (laughs) so thankful, like I said, to be here and to really get to talk about this topic. One of my goals in life is to be a teacher for the spiritual faith. And so I think that this is great opportunity for me. And I, I, like I said, means the world. Ah. Well, man, you're, you're more than welcome. I'm glad we were able to have you on here today. And yeah, it's, it's been really a cool experience working with you and talking with you. Absolutely. Mr. Ian.